This is the Love That Album Compilation Edition, covering soundtracks, tribute albums, best ofs, box sets, and more. That album listeners, this is Eric. I am back with another freeform episode. This time around, I'm going to be talking about one of the music stylings that I've been a big fan of most of my life, and that's horror punk. I'm going to try to avoid some of the obvious stuff. I have talked about horror punk a little bit in the past, so I'm going to try and switch things up. Hopefully, these are not songs I've played before. We start off there with a little bit of Black Sabbath, Children of the Grave and went into a little bit of Carl Bonafide with Werewolf. The reason I'm playing these two songs is, well, and I really should have probably reversed the order, but horror punk really came out of the novelty songs like Werewolf of the 1950s and 60s, mixed with that doom and serious horror of Black Sabbath, that music that reflected social angst, which is what all good horror does is reflect anxiety. Hopefully I'm going to be talking about some bands you've never heard of, play you some tunes that will perk up your ears. One of the interesting things about horror punk is that it's really not a sound. It's a mood and a lyrical content as opposed to, say, metal, which is distorted heavy guitars based on rock and blues, but also with intonations of classical music, or punk, which is basic stripped-down chords played fast, with a lot of snotty attitude in the lyrics, maybe some social consciousness. Horror punk can be part of any of those sounds or genres. It's probably more correctly called horror punk and psychotronic rock. And of course, maybe the most famous band to pervade this sound is the Misfits. I'm not going to be playing them today. 
I have their box set, and I really need to dive into it at some point and talk about the Misfits and their legacy. That might do some wonders for the ratings. But in the meantime, let's talk about maybe the second most famous and the third most famous horror punk bands. Without further ado, let's uh, check them out. So that, of course, is The Damned and The Cramps, both of whom I've spoken about before. If you go back to Compilation Edition episode 26 from April of 2016, you'll find I talk about the Return of the Dead soundtrack with both of these bands appearing on that soundtrack. In fact, probably the song appearing on that episode. The Damned and The Cramps were one of some of the, the bands that started playing around with horror themes, they did not have an overall horror theme as they had plenty of songs about things that had absolutely nothing to do with horror or cult films. Uh, My Love of the Damned has been well documented. They're currently in the studio recording their next album, which I'm really looking forward to. The Cramps, unfortunately, are no longer with us. I did get to see them before Lux Interior passed. It was a great show. I have seen the Damned play live several times, and they've put on a good show even in the 2000s. So if they come to your town, check them out. I don't know what else there's really to say about these bands other than they are essential to the story of horror punk. But like any continuing and evolving musical genre or musical style, there's always somebody else coming along to add something to the sonic palette. Bands like the Jet Blackberry is also featured on the Return of the Dead soundtrack that I'm also a huge fan of with songs like this one, Makumba Love.
thing about the Jet Black Berries is that every time I start playing their music, I just want to spend the next 20 hours listening to it. So let's move along to a couple other of the bands featured on the Return of the Living Dead soundtrack. This is mid-80s horror punk or dark, gothy punk. What I want to do is I want to play a little bit of two bands that people know from that soundtrack, but I'm going to play something that's a little bit different than what was in the film, and that's a little bit of TSOL, the first version with the original lead singer. I'm going to play a track from their not horror punk album, and then I'm going to play some 45 Grave, which is another band people know, but this is a little bit different of a style of song, so check it out. Whispering from the dark of your love to me Like sunset, your love falls Ash night comes, feel to your lurid love In darkness, I know you The sunlight showers my rain Your movements obscure me Your laughter so alluring So from 45 Grave, moving on to something else that we saw a lot, which was bands that covered 
older, better-known songs, pop songs that had oftentimes spooky or horror lyrics. Famously, The Meteors, the great rockabilly, psychabilly band from the UK, covered Bad Moon Rising. What I'm playing now is actually the Groovy Ghoulies, one of my favorite undersung horror bands covering the Rolling Stones and Child of the Moon, which is kind of perfect if you think about it. Jet Blackberries were also known to cover the Rolling Stones in their live sets. Moving on, one of the things that you saw a lot in horror punk was bands grabbing the name of a horror movie for their songs. Mukumba Love, which I played earlier, is actually a jungle zombie film from the 40s. I've never seen it, but that's an instance where somebody grabbed the name. So here's a couple more. We'll start off with probably the most famous of the, these, and that would be from the Ramones. I'm aware that Stephen King is a Ramones fan and probably had something to do with the band doing the theme song. At any rate, uh, followed that with the Riot Squad doing Catwomen on the Moon. Bands do often get a little more creative with their titling and it takes a little bit of detection work to figure out what movie it is that they're referencing with their song. I'm going to play you two prime examples of that and come back and talk about them on the other side.
We start off there with the band Pike and their song Summer of 73, and this is the Ghoul Squad with the Saw's family, both about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They don't need to resort to name-checking the film or the actors. They just need to evoke the environment or the mindset of the victims or the perpetrators. You get the idea, and to me that's much more scary than somebody rattling off a bunch of plot points or gore moments or whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to wind this one on down. It's going to be short this month. We're going to do a little bit of the Forbidden Dimension, but first I'm going to play you some Zamboni and the Skeletons. Skeletones, that is. Just to give you a little bit more idea of the sounds that are out there. This has been Eric Reanimator, and I'll catch you all next month. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.